Okay, so I think I've I think I've got it recorded. Wait, I gotta get my notebook. And, nope. Oh. What? I, I gotta get a drink to it. Hold just a second. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. So I think it's going. All right. Um, Wait, do you need anything? Yeah, I probably have to go to the bathroom, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm old. Is it recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, this is the... Truly Unlimited Podcast. Here we go. All right. Um, all right, so, so, all right, so just so you know, you are catching up after about an hour of conversation that we just had and it was energetic it was exciting it was informative and so I'm a little bit concerned that you're getting the leftover of that conversation but we're, we're hoping to bring it right we are gonna bring it right this is gonna be good I hope <laughs> <laughs> or not if it's not then you know you it's miss- still gonna be here and you can either listen or not yeah it's totally it's a free country um, not necessarily a free world, but it's a free country. All right. Okay. So our topic today, and I don't know what episode we're on. What number five, six, maybe six? I think Thanks. six. Yes. Uh, the foundations of joining, uh, and this is an extremely important concept. Um, it, it maybe it's matter of fact, I would say it's it's probably one of, if not the most important concept. Um, that we're going to talk about ever, um, other than the unlimited God. Um, it's very foundational to what we talk about. Yes, there, so therefore, the foundations of joining right. is the title. Yes, yeah. it, it is foundational. Foundational overall, not just the title of this podcast. Exactly, right. <laughs> um, and so... Um, we're going to talk about what we mean by joining and why it's so important. Um, so why don't we start off with why don't we start off with reading the scripture? Okay. Um, so we have a scripture. Um, it's one of, of it, it's really this this concept of joining. I want you to think about it as it, it's something that is pervasive all throughout scripture. We just picked this one out as one example, but really it's an underlying topic in all of scripture. All right. So this is from John 17, starting in verse 20. And this is Jesus speaking, and he's just been talking about his disciples. Um, and then he goes on. So whenever he says, not for them alone, um, the first words he's, he's referencing his disciples that he was referring to. So he says in verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. And that's, that's a, a key phrase there, that they all may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they, they be brought to complete unity, to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, 
the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. And then in verse 25, righteous father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I may myself may be in them. So it, it, when you listen to all of that, it's, it's, if you don't catch the concept of joining, then you need to go back and read it again because it's just all throughout. You understand the idea of joining. And so there's, there's many passages, many verses. You know, even think about the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. It is, is this concept of joining. Right. Did you have something? No. Okay, sorry. So, but, but and then think about, the, think about the, the very nature of God as a triune God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It is three persons. You know, the, the early church, um, they had a, a, a phrase or a, a word that they would say, the perichoresis, where they talked about, about God it, it, as the perichoresis. And that is, that, that comes from two words where we get our word about and then dancing. So choreography, caresses. Okay. Um, and so it's this idea of, of the Trinity dancing about. Um, the three part persons of the Trinity dancing about in perfect rhythm and unity and oneness. Um, and that's, that's this idea of joining. So it's the very nature of God being enjoined. Does that make sense? That's great. That's great. I, I think that um, a lot of times when, when we read this, especially as children and we sing the into my heart song and mm. and things like that. I think that sometimes we have this idea that okay, we're taking him in and may not be really what we think, but we're kind of sticking him in the junk room mm. <laughs> of our heart with and cuz he's in there with all these other things mm. that are important to us and I think we don't always understand what being one, what he's really meaning by being one it's not locking him away in our heart mm. he wants to be everything of who we are mm. Mm. yeah I, I, yeah so so let's let's expand on that that concept because you know one of the things that that this is i i was thinking about this over the weekend um i i think i'm probably more of an unteacher than i am a teacher <laughs> i understand yeah, it, so it's it's really in in I I see that in what Jesus did too. I mean, he probably did more unteaching than right. he did teaching. It's like, no, you don't have that right. No, okay, <laughs> look, guys, you don't got it. You, you right. think you got it? You you don't. You don't have it. Right. Um, and so I, I spend more time thinking about how to unteach than I do about how to teach, but. But I, I love what you said. You know, we think about this idea of, of getting God and then putting him in our junk room. Is that what you said? <laughs> the junk room of yeah. our heart. <laughs> yes, the junk room of our heart. Oh, we man. would never really say that's where we're putting him. But it is the, I, I just think 
a lot of times in our mind, we're throwing him in there with everything else. Hmm. Not as complete of everything else, but as just a part of anything else that we hide away in our heart Mm. that is important to us and it may not be connected with him yeah so we're we're, (laughs) so it's kind of like we're we're a hoarder right (laughs) we're going hey let me get some god um i don't have some god so let me get some god throw him into my room just so i have some god in case i need it you never know when i'm gonna need it and i can say he's there yes (laughs) yes exactly you know i (laughs) So, <laughs> a little confession time. I have I have a, a house with a garage with too much stuff in it. I have a shop, which used to be, we used to call it the RV barn because when it was originally built, we didn't have an RV, but um, our in-laws did. And, and that's, it was a big RV, and so it's a big, huge barn um, enclosed. And I call it the shop now because I do stuff in there I make stuff but but it's mostly junk storage because of stuff that I don't necessarily want to throw away because what if I'm going to need that at some point you might need it I might need it and when somebody asks for it it's like I know I have that but I don't know where it is right I can't (laughs) find it so so we yeah so in in some ways think about that in in this is a understand that if 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 we think this through it can be painful it can be right. a bit of a slap in the face even now as we're having this conversation i'm thinking about my own perspectives of god and my own resourcing of God. It's not to say that God is not a resource, but but if I if I if that's the extent of of the, how I see God. Right. How's it going to benefit me? Yeah. Exactly. Then I'm just resourcing God and I'm going, "Hey, I'll get some more God. I'll throw him in the shop or the drunk junk room of my my soul or my heart or whatever right. what you said. <laughs> my heart. Uh, of my heart. Drunk room of your heart. Um it sounds like a sounds like a country song. <laughs> the junk room of my heart. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, um, so I'm collect more God up in case I need Him down the road. And yeah, it's it just made me think of some of these um, religions, like even Hindu, that have this polytheistic idea. That we're going to, we believe in all. And, and they do that, I believe, because each one may benefit them differently. Mm. And they don't want to miss out, so we're just going to collect them all. doesn't work that way, by the way. Right. Because if we believe, as, if we believe Jesus as who he is, yeah. who he really is, then that doesn't work. But... In their idea, it's a, I'm going to have all of these. So, and, and really, we're not that far off in what we do. It's just not other named gods. Yeah. But it's other things that we stick in there in our heart. And we make those important at different times. But Jesus isn't the all-important, even if we say it. He's not 
always the all important of our heart mm. because we may not really see him as who he is and we're certainly not joining with him. Right. Right. Yeah, he's 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 a well just in case. Right. Yeah, he's he's, he's in my emergency kit. Oh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> She took my line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. He's, he's the emergency kit. I know I've got one in the back of the van. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but I know it's there. But just in case, you know, and, and we, how often do we need an emergency kit in our car? Not very often. But I want. It makes me feel better if he's there. So if Jesus is your emergency kit, right? Then that does that sound like joining? That's not certainly not. Whenever he's he says, when he says something like, my prayer is not for them alone, I pray also for, for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, that doesn't sound like an emergency kit relationship. No, no. And, and so a lot of times in the Bible, Jesus refers to the thing about grafting, being mm. grafted into the vine. Yes. You know, I'm the vine, yours are branches. Mm. And cool. so I looked up grafting. Just I know what it is, but I wanted to find something that I thought worded it well. And the first thing I went to I thought was great. So it says, what is grafting? Grafting is a technique that joins two plants into one. In general, a wound is created on one of the plants, and the other is inserted into that wound so each plant's tissues can grow together. Mm. Um, most fruit trees today are grafted onto rootstock. Besides imparting specific characteristics to the resulting plant, it is a quick and reliable means of reproducing plants that do not grow true to type from seed. So mm. what that's saying is that we as humans don't have within ourselves, on our own, what it takes to be all that God is. Mm. Even though we're made in his image, mm. we in our human selves don't have that. And it's not until we are grafted into him, mm. which is totally, it's those tissues growing together. It's not just a, let me tape this vine on the side, yes. tape this little thing on the side. It's truly inserted in a certain way where it grows together. And then what results from that can be true to type, as it says, which means what God intended for us to, the fruit God intended us to put forth can come whenever we're grafted into him and we've grown together mm. and truly and completely become one with him. We are part of that tree. We're no longer a part of anything else we were taken off of. We're part of that tree because we have joined together. You can't pick apart which pieces are one and which pieces are the other. It's those very tissues hmm. have become one thing. 
Right. Man, that is, that is really good. And, and there's, a, there's a concept in there that I had never really considered, but – but it, it has, but and it has to do with you know a concept that I talk about all the time, and just about our design, the way God has designed us. But but what you're suggesting there, and, and rightfully so, what you, what you're not suggesting but highlighting really, is that by design we're intended to be grafted. You know, we we like right. to think of ourselves as that seed that's planted and then we grow up and we mature and we grow and we, we become something significant. Look, that is the, the seed growth idea is the capacity to grow apart from God, the capacity to grow and be significant without God, whether we're saying there is no God, whether it's a distant God, or whether we we just we just kind of resourcing God when we need to, right? But instead, what our design is, our design is for grafting, as you put it, right. grafting and joining with God. That's the intent, because that's God's singular purpose. Right. Because that is His nature. His nature is joined. His creation is joined, and his intent for us is to be joined with his glory, grafted. You know, right. so so think of it. You know, you know, adopted. You know, right. Abiding, all of those things. Oh, I love it. I love the. Well, and and just thinking about it, you know, uh, on when you're grafting, you put a tree that's similarly created which god created us in Mm. his design you put it on another but it doesn't mean we lose the uniqueness Mm. that god has created in us because you can graft a plum branch onto a peach tree Mm. and the thing is down in the core of those tissues that's just what that is. That's providing the nourishment. That's creating that environment of everything around you so you can produce fruit. Mm, yeah, that's, that's great. I love it. Man, I, I, I get so excited when we have these conversations. I just, I just <laughs> do. I just love talking about God, and I just... Oh. I just get super excited about all this. <laughs> One because it's not, it's not the self-centered hogwash, <laughs> you know. I, right. I, and, and if if somebody is offended by that, I'm sorry. But but it's not, it, I'm I'm just so tired of the self-centered hogwash that we typically hear. Which it, is ninety-eight percent. Oh. Or more. Yes, or more. Um, and you know I. I want us to have more conversations, not just us, but we as Christians have more conversations about the glory of God. It, it's about God, and, and it's about joining with Him. You either join. Look, and here's something I was just thinking about. You know that that in our design, we are we are yearning to join with something. 
because it's within our design. Right. And so, you know, I, I was telling Don before when we were having our hour-long conversation before we started recording, <laughs> before we hit record, um, that I'm currently going through a, a study, a conversational study through Hosea with some friends. And if you're familiar with Hosea, this is, this is the book where, in the Old Testament, where God tells Hosea, hey, go out and find yourself an adulterous wife. Um, so go find you a pr- promiscuous woman who is sleeping around with men, and she's going to continue to sleep around with men, and she's in, in prostitution because she is a symbol of what my people are doing. So think about it in terms of joining. So here she is engaging in a very intimate joining with another. Right. But, but it, and, and, and this is, a, a, again, a symbol of God's people joining with anything else but God. So in and there is there's reference in in Hosea where where God talks about even joining with uh, resourcing food and water and sex and diplomacy with with the other surrounding people groups and in each other and relationships resourcing all those things and so it, in idols some of them made of wood, some of them made of stone, but whatever it may be, but, but we're compelled to join. We're compelled to join together. We're compelled to find resource together. We're, we're compelled to, to join with something, and it's by design. But the, the design is that we would join with God because that's his nature. His nature is joining, again, in the triune God, right. and we are designed to join with him. And what we're doing is we're adulterating it. We're turning our our design of joining to to joining with anything but God. Because if we join with God, then we have to say that we are dependent upon God, that we need God, that we need something else other than it's something beyond us. And we want to be we want to be the big cheese. We want to be the big boss. Right. Um, and so if we so if we're in charge and we create the things that we join with then we have dominion and power over it. But if we say we're joining with the glory of God, the one and the only, exclusively reliable and, and worthy of glory, then, then we have to say we are, that, that we're not, we don't have dominion. We're um, not reliable. <laughs> yes, yeah, we have to, we have to admit you know, our limitations. Right, right. Um, I, I was thinking, you know, so so many of us and you listening, but understand I include us as well, mm, yes. so many times. Um, and when we have this full thing that, yes, you know, I am with God, I'm joined with him and mm. all of that. And then something comes up against us mm. that isn't what we wanted to happen and we're fully with God but man and then we get all upset about this situation or all anxious about it or um, 
deciding we're going to change every bit of it doesn't mean that there's not things we need to do, you know, the decisions we need to make. But I think we need to consistently ask ourselves a question. Is this based on what will benefit me? Mm. Is this based on what I want? Or is this truly part of God's plan? And I feel like if we are one with God, we can understand parts of his plan. No, we may not know how every single thing's going to play out, but we can understand his plan and move in that direction. And I think so many times, even great preachers, great pastors, mm. great ministry leaders get caught up in the ways of the world mm. or our rights, mm. yeah. um, whatever part of the world you're in, we get caught up in our rights when really our only thing is to be part of God. That's the only part of our creation. The way we were designed was to be part of him, and we have no rights in and of ourselves. But yet, joined with him, everything is taken care of in his way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because what we what we have a tendency to do is we we in continuing to use this word joining. So we we join with even the path or we join with the knowing the path or we join with the results. We join with the benefits. We join with the self-glorification. We join with the contentment. We join with the comfort. We join with the health. We join with the wealth. We join with whatever. We join with all of those things. When we join with those things, we're joining with us. It's all, right. It is about us. We're at the center of that universe. I'm at the center of any universe where I think that if as long as everything goes well with me, then I am content and I am happy. Okay, and it's not... Look, it, it's, it's not to say that, that you have to be in poverty and in sickness and in you know all of that in order to be spiritual and join with God it has nothing to do with that it has to do with join with the glory of God and then all these things will be added to you but what we want is we want the added right and then like hey like you said he's just going to be in my junk room in case I need him Right. And that's, you know, we're trying to figure out how to add to our lives, how to make our lives better, how to, how to have our best life, in, in how, to, how to win in, in life. That's joining with us. That's not joining with God. And the only reason why in the Bible that he talks about it's easier for someone that's poor rather mm. than someone that's rich is because... They don't have those other comforts and things that they're already relying on. They have nothing. 
And so it's easier at that point to rely on God when you have nothing. And, And so he's not saying that it really matters one way or another, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. All he's saying is on one, it's easier because... They have nothing else to rely on. Right, right. Yeah, I referenced Hosea earlier, and in Hosea, God is is telling Hosea, he says, look, tell the people that I'm taking their stuff. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm taking all of those things that, that they're, they count as their resources. Um, all of those, those good things. I'm taking women who who are expecting that they can bear children, I'm taking their ability to bear children. And those who, and it says, and those who do bear children, I'm taking their ability to produce milk in their breast to feed those children. I'm taking all of those things from you. Why? Because, and so if we, if we think of it in terms of it's about our survival, if it's about our, our you know, um, what we want, what we need, what we, you know, desire, okay, then that seems really harsh. It seems like, man, God is against us. No. All of those things are out of his absolute love and desire for us to join with him because why would he take their ability to resource if he didn't want them to join right he would just like if he just wanted to punish them just kill them (laughs) wipe them out you know they're dead because You know, but he didn't. He took away their, her, their ability to resource apart from him out of his love and compassion for them. And because the objective, the singular only objective that God has is for us to focus on him and join with his glory, nothing else. You know, I'm in a – one of the few Facebook groups I'm in is one that has um, – it where they will dispute certain topics. And a lot of times it comes to a Christian idea of something. And I'm not, don't comment on there a lot because I get frustrated with some of it. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> Facebook, one, there's things on Facebook that are ridiculous? <laughs> tell oh, you. Weird. Um, but one thing that I noticed, you know, there's so many things that people can pull out of the Bible and say, well, you know, if I am, you know, God is against this in one thing, but mm-hmm. it doesn't happen somewhere else. And we always deal with what is seen as a conflicting viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I could name some, but I'm not going to get into them here. But what I want to say is we can look through the Bible and pull out verses all the time that seem to conflict with each other. But what I realized just recently is that the only reason they conflict is because we're trying to make sense of them based on our humanity. Come on, girl. When really 
if we can look at it overall as God's purpose, then there's some things that may happen one time and some things that may not another time, but it's not about that particular thing. It's all about God's objective, and that is with, for us to join with him, be one with him, connect with him continually. Right, right. So one of the, one of the ways we think about this is an invitation. And when I say invitation, in, if you've been in church very long, your, your automatic res, um, thought is the end of the service when it's the invitation to come down to the altar, pray. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the invitation to join. Now, yes, that is an invitation to join, not just in salvation, but to join with the glory of God, okay? But, but what is an invitation Everything, everything is an invitation because everything is centered on one objective, and that is joining with the glory of God. So, so when when you know you read things in Scripture, this happened, and that happened, and this you know this this person did this, and, and Jesus said this, and Paul said this, and blah blah blah, and and Hosea said this, and etc. Okay, whatever whatever it is that happened. Um, and these were the experiences that they had. And you look at it and you go, well, that seems contradictory. No. Look, it was all an invitation. Whether it was it, it, their, their resources being taken away, right. that's an invitation to join with the glory of God. Right. If it was them being flooded with, with resources and abundance, that's it's an invitation still, to right. join with the glory of God. If it was a miracle, it wasn't about, you know, it wasn't about this person seeing, you know, the blind person seeing, and it wasn't about the the the, the leper having clear skin. Because look, let me tell you what happened a little bit after that story. That person died and their skin rotted away and worms started right. eating on it. Right, right. Because it was temporary. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a temporal thing. So it had nothing to do with that. It was an invitation. It's always about, it's always an invitation. And what, what do I, in what form does an invitation come? Well, an invitation comes in whatever form you will respond to. You know, so, so, you know, if, I, if I'm going to have a party and I'm going to invite you to a party, if I send an email, okay, maybe... And God, God I doesn't hope I send see email. it in time. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> if I send if I send an email to to you to a party, one maybe you'll see it, maybe you won't. If I send a card, okay, maybe you'll see it, maybe you don't. Maybe you'll you'll read it and go, ah, he doesn't really want me to the party, or I don't know what kind of party this is going to be. Do I really want to be there? Um, but if and if and if I show up in person. Say, Don, I really want you at this party. I really, I, you know, and what will it take for me to, to show you that this is going to be a great party? Um, what do I need to do? Okay? So in what form does it need to take? So understand Jesus coming in, the, in person, Jesus coming in the flesh was right. an invitation. It was an in-person invitation for you to join with the glory of God. The removing of their resources was an invitation. Their resource, their, their overabundance of resources, their, their two by two animals was an invitation. Their, their, their 
Manna you know, from heaven. Manna from heaven was a was an invitation. They're right. wandering about. Their their imprisonment was an invitation. Their four hundred years of silence was an invitation. What is it going to take? Jesus or God is going. I'm going to invite you, and I'm going to invite you over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over and over. Right. For my one objective, my one objective is that I am one. I am one. I, that is my very nature is right. oneness. And I have created you to join with my glory. I have designed right. you specifically for that. And that's the only thing that really matters is that you join with me. And I'm going to invite you over and over and over and over. And when you prostitute yourself, when you adulterate yourself, when you turn your back on me, when you look away, when you do something else, when you right. resource from something else, I will will over and over and over and over and over and over and over invite you back to focus on me and join with my glory. Because my because God's purpose isn't the um, one in the sky that's just here to deliver punishment mm. for everything we do wrong. That's based that's right. on us. That's right. And and that's not who he is because if we really see him for who he is it kind of goes against that yes he can deliver punishment there's things that have happened in the bible but why it was correction to bring us back to him Mm. it wasn't something to just strike us down because we did something wrong but it's correction to bring us back. When you were talking, one thing I thought about was, you know, why, why didn't the father of the prodigal son take him back as a servant in his house? Because he'd still have his son there, and, and he'd still know where he is and know he's okay and all that. Why? Because it's not what the father wanted. Mm. The father wanted that connection with his son. Mm-hmm. He wanted him to be there as his son, as part of him, yes. part of his very DNA. That's what he wanted. And um, we don't catch that mm. sometimes. It's, it's just, oh, what great grace or mercy and everything the Father has and that still, in some ways, looks at us, mm. what we deserve, what we don't deserve. Mm. When it comes down to his desire for us, what he wants through us, with us. And he doesn't want us just to be, okay, the servant down there under his feet. No, he wants us to be grafted into the very tree that he is, become so connected with him that you can't tell where he stops and we start or any of that because we, it doesn't work that way. He's within us. His, his um, nourishment goes through every bit of who we are because we're one. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, you know, just thinking about that 
that you know the prodigal son story you know you can look at that and yes you can find you can find resource in there to talk about obedience and worthiness and unworthiness and sin and impurity and fiscal responsibility um, and pig farming. <laughs> but what it's always about, every story, every passage is always going to be about joining with God. It's an invitation it's to the join with God. Father's heart for his child. Yes, yes. For his, his not and not just for and let me make this yeah. clear because because when you hear that father's heart for his child, it's not just about the the child's well being or the child's right. rescue or the child's you know um, winning. It is about the child joining with the father. That's what it's about. Right. It's it. And we get caught up in, man, how can things get better for me? Look, and, and, and it's not to say, again, if, if you think we're saying or think I'm saying, if you think I'm saying God doesn't want good things for us, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I, am, what I would say is we have no idea how to define and determine what is good for us outside of our own selfishness. Right, and a lot of times you can read in the Bible and even hear stories just in human history of instances where a severe um, instance of suffering and pain mm. and all of that resulted in something that ended up being great. Yes. But... So so joining with God doesn't just mean in those great, rosy, beautiful times. Joseph, you think of what Joseph went through mm. in the Bible. Yes. And every bit of that is joining with God. Right. Absolutely right. Um yeah, that is that is phenomenal stuff. You know, I, I was again I was a little bit concerned that we had had spilled out all of our good stuff before we got on the <laughs> podcast. And this is really, really good. And you know, and there's more to this. Um but you know, I, I here's what, what here's what I hope we've we've done. What I hope we've done is we've we've in in one way I hope we've simplified what this is all about that even 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 that last little bit where we're talking about how to define good and and what is good like if it leads to joining to the with the glory of God then it is good and even it, it, if humanly it doesn't seem like it right right because human what do we know <laughs> We're like, limited. Yeah, I mean, if our our in our wisdom, you know, think about the the, the conversations about human wisdom and, and godly wisdom. They're not the same. His ways are not our ways. So our right. ways are all about our survival. Our ways are about our 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 comfort. Our ways are about our getting fat or getting healthy or getting wealthy or whatever. Right. Right. I, I mean, it it that's what our ways are always about because. If there was no God, and we have a we have a resource 
that we've we've developed um, that that talks about this and it's available on our website. Um, um, we'll, we can email that to you. It's a PDF, but but it it it, it really think about you know that that if human wisdom is all about survival because it's look we're we're trying to figure out how do we do this without god or with a passive or distant or incapable god or how do we do the how do we make how do we survive with the help of god right and we can we can survive with with his help um um, matter of fact, to ex- expand on this a little even further, we're 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 putting together um, a, a webinar that'll come out really soon. Uh, that's that's available for free. You just kind of get right. on and, and and watch it and listen to it. Um, but but you know, so if it's about how to how do we survive? How do I help this body to survive and thrive and to better and and you know. We can have that perspective, or we can have the perspective of God. I mean, is God's perspective have anything to do with your body surviving? No. Well, no, no, because it says it's going to, this body is going to pass away. Now, it'll be raised again new. For what purpose? So that it is with him forever. But it's not about your rescue. It's about right. your joining with him. And why join with him? Because he is exclusively reliable and permanent. Um, he is exclusive in that. Everything else is temporal. And if you're not familiar with that word, that means it's temporary. It just passes away. It comes and it goes. One quick thing that I thought mm, about is yes. when you talked about the rescue. It's not about our rescue. Mm. You know, if we are rescued by somebody, our, our human, um, human, I can't even think of the word, thing that we want to do, I can't even, Desire but yeah, yeah, objective. <laughs> uh, yeah. is to, that we owe them something. Mm. You know, okay, well, we've been rescued, so I've got to continue to try to pay this back, yeah. when really, we could never do that for mm. any rescue we've had right. of God, right. from God. But he doesn't want our service just to be continually trying to pay him back, mm. trying to do so, spin our wheels on something that isn't possible anyway. Yeah. What he wants is to bring us in with him because um, there, there's one point in this that it says... It's just above the scripture we said, and it says, I'm coming to you now. Um, let's see. Well, basically what it's saying, and I don't see the one piece that I saw before, but it's where Jesus is saying, even though I'm not down there right now, they are one with me. Mm. And so it, what I understood it to say is, they are my presence. They are living me, me living within them, them living within me there. So, so Jesus is still here through us. 
in us because we are one. And he talks about when we're one with him, then we know the Father. Yeah. Yeah, great. And that starts in verse 24, by the way. Okay, yeah, somewhere in there. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, We are, I think, yeah, we are out of time. We're about three minutes over our... our, uh, our short goal right um, <laughs> but our, within our long goal yes we we have a short goal of 45 minutes we do, we definitely don't want to go over uh an hour um so we're, we're going to wrap it up um and and just say w- one thing i did want to want to want to point out and we won't talk about it much here because we'll talk about it probably in a in a future podcast um, and certainly in some of our uh, some of our resources, um, in verse twenty two it says, "I have given them the glory um, that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one." And and I wanted to point that word glory out because if we look at that word glory in terms of a human perspective, then we go, oh sweetness i've got the advantage yes i've got i've got some advantage to this this human existence of winning but understand that he's saying i have given them the glory that you gave me and don't miss the last part because the last part is the important part the glory is is yes it is it is the doxan um it is inherent intrinsic worth but it is his assumption about us, if you, if you want to think of it in those terms. Um, but it has a purpose that they may be one as we are one. So it is him placing upon you, not something that you earned, that you, that you grew, like the seed. Right. It's, not, it's, it's that grafting of glory, his glory, so that we can be one. Right. So again, understand there is a huge difference. If we think of it in terms of how do we win in this life of, of humanness, well, getting God's glory sounds like a really good, like that's my superpower. <laughs> it comes with a cape and, and, and well, you know, and, and, yeah. And, capes aren't good in the Incredibles. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. It comes. I was going to say it comes with a, a, a cape and a lunchbox with your picture on it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, if capes aren't good, so it just comes with a lunchbox with oh, your picture on it. There we go. Um, then then that sounds like a really good thing. But it it is a it's a glorious thing no pun intended um because it is it is the the solution it's the pathway to being able to join with and be one with god right how incredible is that whole concept yet we try to graft ourselves to anything else whatever comes by yeah whatever else is whatever else is easier whatever else is controllable right or perceptively controllable so that we not only get grafting and joining we get all the glory yes um powerful all right um okay we've got more episodes coming up we've got so much more we want to talk about did you have anything you want to close out no i think that's it all right that should do it um, thanks for, for um, sitting with us. 
walking with us, riding with us, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, if you want more information, we've got some resources. They're, they're coming online on our website, um, alethesresources.com. Alethes is A-L-E-T-H-E-S, resources.com. Um, we also have a Facebook page. I think we have a Twitter but we seldom put anything on the Twitter. I've um, got to still figure out how to get on it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so we, we, but we, we've got some new things coming online. We are working diligently to, to resource you, to have a, ministry leaders, to have a real impact in the lives of people. And we believe this is the place to start. One, and I, and, and I know we're going a little bit over, but I want to say this one last thing about it, <laughs> to understand that one of the things that we do is we set people up for, for um, failure um, right. in this in this Christian walk, because we we tell them a story that is not God's story. We we tell them how to win in life and how to resource God to, to win in life, and that's not God's objective. So understand if you understand what the real objective is. Um, and I gosh, we were we were about to close, and then I I, I, I sorry, um, we're going to extend this just a little bit. Um, Don was telling me just before, Don, are you okay with sharing what you said earlier about, she's looking with big, big eyes going, I don't going, even know what he's going to say. About. <laughs> um, she was sharing with me how, how her perspective of life has changed. The more we've talked about, um, joining with God, the unlimited God, perceiving God differently, how, how her, her oh, perception sure. of life has changed. Sure. Well, for me, I'm just... I realize that I am more at peace mm. because, you know, the things that happen, the things that go my way or don't go my way, the um, worries that maybe I've had before, and doesn't mean that all those things are gone, mm. mm-hmm. but all I can do is live day by day joined with God, and if I am focusing on Him as the ultimate, He is everything, He is reliable, permanent, all of that, then whatever it is I face, Mm -hmm. even if it came to a place of of death or um, heartache, any of that, it, it doesn't matter, and I hate saying it doesn't matter because that doesn't mean that we don't feel it. But in the overall um, objective of everything, it's just temporary. Mm-hmm. And if I can walk through realizing that things that I've worried about before or been concerned with or felt like I needed to do or have or be, if all of that just is not important and I just look to focusing on God and who I am and what I do is just a peace because my ultimate thing is just to be with him and joined with him, then I'm at peace. And I've realized that it's one of those things that you can't humanly explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to just focus on 
the, the difficult challenges that we face as if um, they were, and, and this is probably going to come out a little bit askew, um, because it sounded better in my head than it started to come out, <laughs> which is not unusual. Um, but if we just focus on these challenges, we, we focus on the, the pain and the suffering, um, and I understand those things happen, but if we see them as, as, if we tell the story to ourselves and each other that these things are clearly a sign that you are, you are, somewhere in the wrong or you're being dismissed or God is not paying attention to you, then what we're really doing is we are dismissing the end of the 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 true value, the true glory of of both God and the individual because the objective is not survival. The objective is not even even health. The objective is joining with the, the glory of God. And so, so when we're suffering, you know, Don and I have both suffered with, with many things in our life, um, difficult challenges, as many of you have, probably all of you have. I, I'd be shocked right. um, and a little bit worried if you hadn't been challenged something. by something you're probably maybe one and if you are one then you you were challenged at birth because that's always <laughs> a difficult thing all right but understand this that 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 those are we, we want you to understand that what we're saying is it's always an invitation to join with the glory of God whatever is going on in your life right. whether it's depression anxiety death disease um, relationship issues or whether it's you know finances or whatever it may be that that we're challenged with in life it's always and i mean always it's always an invitation right. if you see it as as you know if it's a if it's a consequence we'll call it a consequence for something that that you some mistake that you made it's an invitation to join with the glory of god if it is something that you you have you can't see the connection. What did I? How did I create this? This is an injustice. It's an invitation to join with the glory right. of God. If there is something that is that you're you're in the the world's perspective, you're winning. Um, everything is going great. Um, it's an invitation to join with the glory of God. And this is why it's important to understand that we're limited because mm -hmm. we may not always see yeah. where it's working for the glory of God. Mm. We just have to believe that it is. Right. Yes, very, very good. Very good. Thank you. All right. Uh, the next episode um, will be released on the 12th. This one uh, came out on the 7th um, of January, 2021. The next episode will come out on the 12th of January. Um, and it will be the forever and ever based on Hebrews 1, 4 through 14. Every other one we'll, we'll talk about 
um, will, will be in just in Scripture um, and talking about that. And then after that, uh, episode eight will be Why Do We Fear? That will be yeah, a good one. Yeah, that will be a good one. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. This really is the end of it this time. Um, <laughs> no false promises, um, although we're quite capable of those too. All right. Thanks for joining us. Don, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. To learn more about the Truly Unlimited podcast, Alethe's resources, No One Dismissed, a comprehensive ministry plan for addressing intense emotional pain, or our other resources, go to alethesresources.com. And Alethes is spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-S. Alethesresources.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.